Hello and welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Thanks very much for joining us on this one today. I have Harvey Berman. He is VP Global Sales over at ABI Research. Harvey, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you? Great, thank you. Great. Hey, listen, for those that aren't uh, familiar with you on the podcast, say a quick hello and a quick intro. Awesome. So uh, welcome, coming to you from the small but mighty state of Rhode Island. I am uh, VP of Global Sales, as you mentioned, and thank you for the introduction. Um, really cool technology transformational research firm. So that means every day I get to do really cool stuff and talk to people about things like IoT, 5G, artificial intelligence, augmented reality. Um, and I've got a fantastic team of, uh, of salespeople. We've got some great analysts on our side. Outside of that, um, I enjoy martial arts. I collect wine, and lately I've been finding myself reading about late 19th century and early 20th century baseball. Uh, well, I appreciate you for you freeing up the time here, Harvey. Uh, hey, listen, I want to start with uh, uh, how are you, your family, uh, your team members uh, hunkering down right now, given you know kind of the world climate with uh, COVID-19. How are you doing with it? Yeah, it's 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 challenging. And, um, you know, I was, I was talking to a couple of our team members today and you know, people were waking up at, at two in the morning and it's like, geez, how do I get through? And, um, you know, we're, we're having to separate a lot of, hey, I'm not used to doing all these things I really like to do. So what can I do in their place? And, and don't get caught in that, that sort of miasma of I'm stuck at home. I can't do anything because there are a lot of things that we can do. We've just got to force ourselves and, and push and, and find out what those are. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, um, you know, other than the fact you're probably in quarantine and working from home and doing your best to, you know, to manage it as, as the, the listeners, if you're an avid listener on this podcast, you know that I probably have shared this before, you know, my wife is a nurse and so she's on the front lines. And, and so, you know, we're all trying to, you know, support and, and understand what's happening here. And I'm optimistic that, that we're out in front of this thing. And, eventually there will be some sense of normalcy again, like whatever that might be. And uh, hopefully these podcasts are a source of, uh, of, um, of a release and, and people are enjoying it. And so thanks again for being here. And so I'm looking forward to you sharing your story. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right. We're going back here. This is what we do with this podcast. We're going back a bit, Harvey. Early 90s, 1991, you're at the Naval Academy, uh, graduate uh, with a degree in economics, and yet here you are, a global sales uh, for ABI Research. I'm sure you had that drawn up uh, in, in your graduating year. Am I right? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I saw the movie Top Gun, like everybody else did, and, uh, and I wanted to do that. Turns out one of my eyes was 2030, so I wasn't able to do that. Um, later on, I decided I, I want to be a Navy SEAL, and that's what I want to do. And, it ended up graduating, ended up having, unfortunately, two ACL tears, which both times set me back in terms of the training path to even get into the program. Um, and, and I wasn't able to. And so I, I got out in 1994 and I had to think about, wow, what do I do now? Because this is, is not the path I had planned. Um, and so it, it was tough. I, I, 
I really, I enjoyed that life. I enjoyed the, uh, I mean, the guys and, and women in our military, I have so much respect for, and I wanted to be a part of it and, and I couldn't. And so I really had to think about, well, what do I do now? And, um, a friend of mine said, Hey, I'm in sales. This is, you might like this. I was like, wow, I don't know if I'm going to like any of this. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I tried it out and it turns out it is, it's probably sales and business. I absolutely love. And I, I wouldn't change going in that direction for anything. Did you ever ask yourself, well, what would Maverick do at, uh, in this moment? <laughs> I, I never thought of that. No. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So you, so you chose the path, um, to get into sales much like so many of us where it wasn't really drawn up that way. I mean, even for myself, I was out of work at the time and I was in a career and I took economics as well in university. And, and so I was in finance and credit and things like that. And I found myself out of work and similar to you, a buddy of mine called me up and says, Hey, listen, Xerox is hiring salespeople. What do you think? And he, and I go sales. I don't know anything about sales, but I needed a job. And, and I thought, well, let's give it a go. And so, um, what did you do? Like, what was your what was your first real stab at at, at selling sales or being a salesperson as a profession? Well, s- some of the listeners may not know what this is, but my very first job was selling pagers. So, <laughs> which I don't even think they're around anymore. Um, but well, they I know what it is. In 1994, <laughs> uh, and that was it. And it was it was. Literally, I, I first, you know, dumb sales guy, hey, what do I do, boss? How do I? And he dropped the yellow pages on my desk and said, there's all your leads. All right. And it, it was that. And it was, it was canvassing um, business parts and getting all the business cards and talking to people and getting referrals. And, and it, was, it was hard, but there was something that was really rewarding about it. And it was, it was kind of that payoff. And I, and I could see there were people that I worked with who were kind of halfway sort of into it. And I've never been that way. If I jump into something, I want to do it. And I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best pager salesman in, in San Diego. Um, shortly after that, I, I, I got into the management side and, and, and still did some selling. And it was, it was really a great place to learn because probably 60 to 70% of the people washed out after really three or four months um, and so I just being really competitive and, and being like that back then and not wanting to quit, it was a good way to learn that, oh, okay, I've got to step this up a little bit because I, I don't want to fail at this level. And so, um, where was this and how long was your first, uh, tenure, um, in, in sales? Well, it was, it was in 1994, right after I got out of the military and, um, I was there for about a year and a half, mm. got promoted to sales manager. And I realized when I was made sales manager, they handed me a cell phone. I said, hmm, <laughs> this may not be good for the for how pagers are gonna go down the road. And so just kind of in my mind, I was thinking, well, this technology is is going to be coming to an end. Dated, yeah. I should go look for something else to do. And so, and where did you go? Well, I I got linked up through a customer actually, so a guy said, hey, are you familiar with a manufacturer's rep? I said, what's a manufacturer's rep? He said, well, you get to sell components and systems to guys who are on the front end of technology. I said, well, that sounds really cool. Um, in San Diego at the time and still today is a major hub of technology research. And we had guys like Qualcomm yeah. there, Intel, Motorola, Hewlett Packard. And I was like, well, this, this sounds pretty cool. 
Um, and so went through the interviews and, and got in and, and it was, it was tough. It was totally different. I had to rely on a lot of the electrical engineering courses that I'd had back in college and really had to do a lot of studying because we had some smart guys. And it, again, it was a little bit of a, of maybe a left turn, but I was like, well, I really like this and I want to be good at it. If I want to be good at it, I'm going to have to put some extra work in so, you know, your, your, your sales career spans, uh, you know, a number of different years and you've, you've had some external hurdles to overcome. I mean, the dot-com, uh, you know, era was the late 90s. Uh, 9-11 happens in 2001, which had a massive impact on the world and how people were operating. And so, um, but you got through that. And so how did you get to um, Vision Technical? So again, this, this was a referral from a customer who said, hey, you should talk to this guy. And um, the, at the time, Vision was, uh, was one of the, they're not around anymore, but it was one of the premier manufacturing rep firms in, in all of Southern California. It, Intel was, was a line that they had and lots, lots of other lines, mm. so major, major lines. Most of the guys who I worked with and, and, and ladies had a double E degree Half of them had an MSWE. One guy had a doctorate. I had an economics degree. <laughs> so, so I realized early on, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get to this level with some of these guys. What I can do is I can outwork every guy here. Mm. And I say that with humility. I'm not saying they weren't working hard. No, I get that. But I said, okay, one or two nights a week, I'm going to stay up till two, three in the morning, just reading, you know, research so I can prepare and be ready. And if I have a customer meeting or when I have a customer meeting, I have a pretty good grasp and understanding of this knowledge. Um, you know, and I went into a lot of meetings, Paul, where I didn't know the answer to stuff. Sure. And, and what I found was most customers were going to be okay with that as long as I got back to them really quickly. And that was something I learned at the Naval Academy, which, hey, I don't know the answer. Okay, cool. I'll find that out. Um, and I think customers are, are really okay with that. And they're okay with that today. Um, but then you have to follow through and then you have to do that. Um, I had said to a good friend when I started that job, I said, one of two things is going to happen. He said, what's that? I said, I'm either going to be fired in the first month <laughs> or I'm really going to do well at this job. Cause I, I, I really like it. I like everything that they're doing, but Honestly, I didn't know if, if I could make it at that level. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to say I, I did work really hard. I was extremely disciplined with, uh, with what I had to do. I mean, my son was, I think, four or five at the time. And, you know, so I had a lot, a lot of time with him. And I remember there was a lot of times, you know, you do all that stuff from the time of getting home from school, maybe doing some sports, dinner, helping with homework. And then I was going back to work. Um, and I just said, okay, this is what the price is going to be if I want to do these things. And, oh, you want to get in a workout? Okay, I better do that at 4.30 in the morning because there is no other time to do it. And in doing those kinds of things, I was, was able to have a, a lot of success. And, and really, I, I took away so much from that. And um, yeah, it was a great experience. You know, I'd love to chat offline with you because I have a four-year-old son now. Uh, and uh, being in quarantine and working from home with my six-year-old daughter and my four-year-old son, I probably could use a, a, a quick tutorial here on how to manage that. And so, well, I'm glad, in all seriousness, I am glad to hear that uh, 
uh, it resulted in the latter, and that is you did really well versus being fired in your first you know week or your first month here. And <laughs> so you, you were there for how long? I was there for just about ten years. So almost ten years. Okay, that's that's a long haul. And and so what what was the story? Or what was behind your decision? to move on? Were you voluntold? Did you raise your hand? Uh, because 10 years is a pretty long stretch there. Yeah, I, um, I did really well. I was able to, to get contracts and agreements in place with, with really a lot of even Fortune 100 companies. And about a year or two, I had that going and I was like, wow. And, and I remember I was, was at lunch with my boss and I was like, hey, we should do, we were almost laughing like, wow, we did it. We did all the things we set out to do. And so I went that way for maybe six, nine months after. And I said, you know, it's fine. I like doing this and I can renew them and, and we'll get the next generation design. And I couldn't do it. I didn't want to be complacent with what I was doing. I didn't want to be that guy who just kind of shows up and, and you know, yeah, the, the dollars were great. Um, but I needed to go test myself just like I did 10 years ago mm. when I went to vision. And, and honestly, I knew, Hey, I may not make this kind of money again. I may not work with, with these great people again, but I want to go do the next thing and just find out where can I get to. Well, you know, listen, credit to you for doing that because I mean, as you mentioned, you're, you're a dad. And so with, with you, with being a parent comes expenses and comes responsibilities and, and, and college is not exactly a giveaway um, at all. So good for, I mean, that, that could not have been an overnight decision where you just decided to do it. So good for you for, you know, having the courage to, you know, let go of the branch and, uh, and say, well, I've accomplished it here. Now I'm going to do it elsewhere. And so where did you land? Yeah, so I, I, I went to a, a memory company for, for about a year and really enjoyed that. And then I went briefly to a, a software company um, and then that it was a lot of changes there and, and they had some issues and really so just after a brief period I was like wow what am I going to do now and so I had a conversation with with a guy who I'd known for about 15 years he said hey we're thinking of doing this thing here and what would it look like if you if you built out a rep network throughout the U.S. and they didn't have a rep network and I said wow that would that'd be really cool I would love to do that because I used to be a manufacturer rep and I, I've known all those guys I love working with them so we worked something out and I, and I remember Paul, the last, the last sort of, you know, we're shaking hands, we're agreeing on everything. I said, hey, Kevin, um, what if it doesn't work? And none of these guys want to sign up. He goes, well, you didn't have a job before we spoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we're right, off. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, so I started that up and, and built up a, a rep network. We, we got to about 40 or $50 million in, in sales. And, and from there, really, took on several promotions before I left. Um, I had our, our business development team, had our application engineers, um, and really, really had a, just a great team of guys. And, and I learned a lot and I took so much away from that experience of working with salespeople internally as well as salespeople externally. Um, and it was really, it was just a, it, it really, propelled me and sort of, oh, these are the things I wanted to pick up. These are the things that I wanted to learn. Cool. And that it got me sort of from that, that point from where I was at to, oh, I've gone a lot farther and this is exactly what I want to do. And what was this still in Southern California? In San Diego. San yep. Diego. Okay. So uh, how did you end up in Rhode Island? <laughs> so 
you know, whenever I would talk with, with the guys on my team or, or anyone else, I, I always say, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Go, go try something different. Go do, don't get complacent. And we had some guys, I've had guys I've worked with and you could tell they were just complacent and they were happy where they were at and, and they would do that maybe until the end of their career or until something happens. And I, yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. And, and I was thinking about it for, for a little bit. And I said, well, what's, you know, I'm always telling people don't, you know, go, go do the next thing. I was like, well, what's my next thing? So I said to my girlfriend, I said, Hey, what if, what if we move cross country <laughs> and literally like that? And she kind of looked at me sideways and said, no, no, this, this would be really cool. It'll be a really good growth thing. We'll learn a lot. Okay. And I said, well, okay, you quit your job and we'll just buy a house and, and we, we really almost threw a dart. Um, we said, well, we should probably be near an airport because we're probably gonna have to travel some. Um, I had had worked in, in Newport, Rhode Island uh, when I was an officer in the Navy. I said, well, it seemed like a cool place. Let's go there. As I was driving out to Rhode Island, I said, well, you know, I'm really not going all into what I'd planned. I should probably quit my job too. Mm. And so, you know, I, I had spoken with um, with my boss, who's the the general manager, and, and he 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 was stepping away. And I said, hey, what do you recommend? Here's one thing. He says, well, he said you've always talked about doing the next thing. Go do the next thing. And I thought, wow, okay, new place, don't know anyone there, two new jobs. Let's see what happens. And and I just I just wanted to to kind of bet on myself and see can I do this thing again. To, to sort of prove it to myself. And, and, and I don't remember exactly how we got hooked up, but they ended up talking to someone from ABI research. And, and that was, that was sort of how we, we got together. But, but if I could, Paul, mm. in addition to all that stuff in the moving, the first day I got to Rhode Island, my car got totally wrecked, not quite totaled, but wrecked. It was literally the first day. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to walk home. <laughs> Didn't know anyone here. Um, walked back home and I realized I had left the air mattress in my car. <laughs> so slept, slept on the floor for a few nights until <laughs> I got my car back. And um, about three weeks after that, one of my best friends passed away. And I remember, wow, neither one of us have jobs. <laughs> we don't know anyone. Good friend of mine passed away. And I remember thinking, okay, I can do this. Because because I've I've done parts of this before, and as difficult as it was, I just kind of made that decision that you know what I'm going to be really disciplined. I'm going to do the right things. I'm going to bet on myself, and this is going to work out. And and I'm not saying it was necessarily a choice. It was just I know I can do this. And you know, really, you know, we talk about intention. And my intention was I'm going to make this work. Harvey, this was this was years after the fact, and I I, I really appreciate your openness on, on this conversation right now because I think so many people listening have uh, d- same story, different chapter uh, in terms of what we all go through in our lives. But you know, um, how much, if any, or a lot, uh, did you draw on from the fundamentals instilled to you, instilled to you at your time during the Naval Academy and and in, in the Navy? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I. When I got out, I, I mean, a ton, but there was a period of maybe maybe five or, or, or 10 years where I got away from that and, and I didn't have the, the discipline that I have now. And part of it was um, when, my, when my son was born, 
when I bought a house and it was like, oh, I've got these responsibilities. And, and then I matched that with, but I want to get better. And, and I think is as, as I think about it more now, I'm coming back to those things and those values that were instilled back then. I mean, I, I think of now I'm, I'm, I'm going to the gym more now than I ever have. I'm reading more now than I ever have. I'm trying to get better every day at leadership in ahead of where I've ever been. Mm. Um, and, and I see some people and they're like, Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to stop. I'm okay where I'm at. I don't want to do that. I want to keep going and, and, and not just for myself, but for, for my friends, for my sales team, for the people I work with. And, and if I can give back some of that to them, then, then that's awesome. And, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do now. Well, you know, I, I, I think what you've been able to accomplish is pretty cool. Uh, and, and again, like most of us, it's not exactly this straight line, uh, you know, direction. It's all over the place. And you do your best to turn lemons into lemonade and, and you, you create it, but it all starts with intention. Um, last question here for you. And this is the most important question of my time here with you. Um, is the Army Navy game uh, like the the day of the year for you? Is it uh, like talk to me about that day? Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. Two, two of my best friends. We've every year we go to a college football game. We were actually supposed to go to that one a, a couple years ago, maybe even this year. And I don't know if it's even going to happen. Um, but no, I I love I love watching the games. It's an awesome way to get together, and I um, I hope we have a game. Because it's a I'm massive rivalry, right? Like it's pretty intense, is it not? It, it is, but you know, Paul. The biggest thing is we have so much respect for the guys on the other side, and, and and sometimes that gets lost a little bit. Or if you're on the outside, you don't get it. But we we want to win the game, but we love and respect the guys on the other side. Mm. And and I, I have friends who are in you know in the army and in the air force, and it really is it really is one one group. But but for that day we're on opposite sides got it got it but well, listen I, you know I, I dig a good rivalry and as long as there's you know professional courtesy shown and uh nobody's trying to uh you know take you out at the knees or anything else or do bad intentions so uh well listen harvey it's been a pleasure speaking with you man i really appreciate you taking the time uh to, sh to share your story with us thank you thank you very much paul you bet Have a great day all right everybody listen thanks so much for joining us on this one uh, remember everybody your intention matters because as I always say, that's the result that you'll tend to get. So we're out of here and uh, we'll catch you next week. Be safe, everybody.